traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Ladies and gentlemen, midterms are around the corner. I would love to drop in the Mattress Mac commercial that he did for uh alex alexandra Mueller. yes that would be really dope uh if not y'all can go on youtube look it up just type in uh Mueller for harris county judge um hey i'm not here to tell you who to vote for but if you live in harris county i think it's a pretty easy one i mean if you've been paying attention i don't know man i don't know lena i got to go you know and it's on today's notes to talk about uh the chronicle even endorsed Mueller. Yeah, because you know they're going to endorse Bethel. So they're like, man, they did, yeah. they're like, Lena, she ain't gonna, she ain't too popular. She got, a, she probably going to be on trial pretty soon. <laughs> it's a, little, a whole lot of corruption. But this is RPT, Red Pill Tamales, season number 20, episode 242. So if anybody wants to take me out of context or, you know, parse out little clips and stuff, you have approximately 242 hours of us talking about the economy, politics, uh, persuasion, propaganda, you know, a little bit of mind control, uh, just, you know. A dash of conspiracies. America's favorite sport, dog. It's my favorite sport. Yeah, you know, shout out to the Astros, though. Right behind the Astros. Right behind the Astros. Uh, it's your boy, Chingo Bling. We got DJ producer Big Rob in the building. <laughs> what it do, everybody? It is Wednesday, 26 October, year of our Lord, 2022. How you feeling today, Big Don? Dude, I feel fantastic. You yeah. always make the best cup of coffee. I'm not just saying that because oh, yeah, you have your own you coffee know. coming out or anything. Yeah. It's just really delicious. Red Pill Blend. Red Pill Blend. Coming soon. But right now, we're pushing that cafecito time. We got the melts with the scents. We got the candles with the scents. Yep. Uh, hey, if you want to relax and uh, you know have a little bit of that vibe, it's vibes, bro. That's what it is, bro. Yeah, I'm going to have uh, reels and stuff on the at Twin Candle Co. page pretty soon of, uh, of the twins you know, basically being child slave laborers for our products. <laughs> You you going straight libertarian party on us, big Don? <laughs> no, it's so funny because they love like putting their stuff together because they know like they're projecting like, all right, this means I'm gonna be able to do X Y Z like baseball camp, Minecraft toy yeah. or whatever yeah, as yeah. they work. So it's fun. Yeah, they gotta understand the value of a dollar. You don't want your kids to be grown and spoiled. You know, a lot of let me let me just get on my soapbox, man. Hit it. A lot of kids these days, bro. It's like we let we let the kids run us a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, let, it's just a little bit of sugar. Oh, it's just a little bit of screen time. Oh, it's the iPad. Oh, well, other kids got an iPad. Oh, it's just a little bit of TikTok. Oh, it's just social media. Next thing you know, you're wondering why you got a little social justice warrior or somebody who's just entitled or lazy and don't understand discipline, you know. Got to kill the ego. The ego ain't your amigo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and building up character. That's a great shirt. I'm writing it down. Uh, actually, um... Shout out to Urban Jungle. Uh, they they got a shirt that says that in the back. That, I love yeah, that. The that's a great for jujitsu. That's, that's where I was last night, Big Dot MMA. What? Yeah. You been keeping up with your classes? When I'm home, brother. When that I'm ass. home, you know, and uh, I'll be telling my wife, like last night, I was like, baby, thank you for letting me go to uh, let me go to MMA class. Because, you know, it's like in the right in the middle of dinner time and bath time and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I didn't have to thank her, but I just did that. You know, sometimes yeah. you just got to. You know, know how to persuade like that. Of course. I think we talked about that on Cafecito Time, which you could listen to right now and every Tuesday at noon. 
Cabecito Time, brand new podcast, new podcast alert. Burr, burr, burr. And if you really want to support the network, the studios, all the podcasts, you want to see more content, hit us up right now. Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill Tamales. I thought for a second. Go ahead. You thought his good morning, Swan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought fucking Fred Tripoli. Hey, I had, to, I had to conjure up my inner Sam Tripoli on that. Patreon.com. What are we doing here? <laughs> morning, Swarm. Uh, I got one more show left, Big Dog. One more weekend packed full of shows. Everybody in the DF dub come through. Uh, that's it, man. Last show of the year. We might have a surprise show for December. Stay, s- stand back and stand by. <laughs> but I do have the Addison Improv, November 4th through the 6th. We want to end the year with a bang. Um, you know, psh, might want to film some of those. It's, it's the end of the year, and I want to put some of these jokes. Because a lot of jokes throughout the year, I've been retiring them. So it's like, bro, you got to film them. Yeah. You can't just have a popping-ass joke. You can't even do nothing with it. So... Make sure you definitely want to be in attendance for Shiggity. So one weekend, six shows? Is that what it is? Uh, I believe I believe it's about that many. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, we're going to pray. It's going to be super packed and super sold out, you know, because daddy going to be off for a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Sam Tripley, man, I was listening to Conspiracy Social Club on Rockfin, where you can also find some of our premium content. Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N dot com. Forward slash Red Belt Tamales. Um, he's talking about, him and Callan are talking about just traveling like they often do. And, and they're probably some of the most transparent comics when it comes to turbulent areas, right? Like, man, you know, Irvine didn't sell like I thought, or Florida didn't do as well. They they typically like cover that at the top of the show. Didn't I tell you I had about 22 people in Las Vegas on my first night, first Thursday, show? right? Thursday? Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, I, I think, think that's what it was. I think Trumpito might have even been a Friday. No, it wasn't Friday. Because I, I could have swore I did Thursday in Salt Lake. Which, oh, you're right, you're right, right. Which was packed to the, gills. to the gills. Anyway, go on. No, you're right. That was Friday, right? So you listen to Sam. So, so Sam's talking about it, and he's just really, this last most recent episode, he was like, I just, uh, I love stand-up. It is, I love it, like, you know, my family, but I, I love doing the podcast more. And, you know, because of what he's allowed to make from the podcast, from direct support from listeners and, you know, some of his advertisers, he's like, I'm just going to be doing less of the road in 2023. Like, he's just decided on that. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, and all, Nothing against the road. No, not at all. But, you know, and as we see things, you know, costs going up, I mean, entertainment, man, it's just, it's it's one of those things. That, that's going to suck, bro, if entertainment the first thing y'all cut. Boy, y'all going to be some whole-ass <laughs> motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> they just stop cutting. They cut all the podcast subscriptions. They're going to be like, um, Chingo's coming in November. I'm going to save up because George Lopez is coming in December. <laughs> <laughs> to quote you, puta. Mas puta. Yeah, but uh, no, man, I, I'm, I honestly, so we had a question in the Discord, and I want to make sure we get to our RPT questions. And our, I know, I saw people complaining. Are our, you going to answer yeah, me this time? Just do it! Yeah. And our great debates and other cool channels that we have, but um, it wasn't in the question. It might have been the questions, but it was like doing a uh, roundup of the end of the year. Like maybe in another month or so, you and I talk about all the different things that have transpired over the last year and you know what we think about it or whatever. But I think just um, for the future, like just in a one quick sentence, I'm optimistic for the future. Are you? In one quick sentence? In one quick sentence. Uh, I think there's definitely a, a great awakening. Um, a lot of people are being brave and bold. You know, like, for ex- off the top of my head, I mean, you know, Pastor Ed Young, he'd be going out there saying stuff, uh, you know, shout out to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Michael Berry. I mean, a lot of people tune in to a lot of these different kinds of podcasts, whether it's like War Room, Tim Pool, or... Yeah. Or Rogan, you know, they have little nuggets of tidbits. Like uh, I was listening to Eddie Bravo on Rogan, and they talked about a lot of stuff. I'm not uh, uh, all the way done with it, but they covered a lot, dude. And yeah. when you 
look back and think about the the lockdowns and the way all this stuff was handled and and just some of the convenient things of like who owns what trademark on what medicine and who was sponsored by what pharmaceutical company and Mm -hmm. who's under the world economic forum and who is this klaus schwab guy and why is bill gates investing in this all that kind of stuff man um hey we just keep god first and uh even if i put it to you like this bro this i know she getting real when you show up to your uh, mma class i don't know if i said this on a previous episode (laughs) And the teacher is like, uh, okay, y'all done with the warm-up? Bet. We about to get into the instruction. Um, hey, just real quick, our country's about to go through some dark <laughs> economic times. So go ahead and get you some water, pull out some cash. Cash might not be worth much, but just have some just in case. And uh, all right, let's have a good class. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> One, two, three, unity. One, two, three, two, two. And it's like... <gasps> And I was like, I, I got some firewood. You guys really love... <laughs> bring, I got a little bit of firewood. I'll bring you some firewood. You got some? Yeah, well, my dad does. I don't have any. Uh, well, okay, I, let's arrange because yeah. we might need a little. Um, but I, I was going to ask, you know, you and Soul, I've known you for a while now. And the way I'll talk about... Is it Second Baptist? Second Baptist, yeah. Sorry, I forget. I don't know if it's First Baptist, Second Baptist. But um, y- you think if it wasn't for finding Second Baptist when y'all did, that it might have been... It, times might have been a little bit rockier in the dome to you know not be able to put things into a certain perspective oh man i mean not even just second baptist period but just like holding yourself accountable um just realizing that you know the ego is not your amigo um you know you can try to do things your way over and over again year after year decade after decade until you finally realize like you know this is where it's at you know what i mean family wife kids and try to be a be- a better dad than your dad was, you know what I mean? A yeah. better husband than your dad was and uh you know what I mean? So, yeah, but yeah, definitely shout out to Second Baptist because they they hit they approach a lot of the issues in a realistic way like head on, like hey, let's talk about Marxism. Yeah. You know, let's talk about the culture. Let's talk about what's going on. Obviously, it always relates back to scripture but they'll have like um they had ali beth stuckey the yeah, other day so love that but soul went she woke up like hella early on a saturday morning and uh i think i was in bed by that time maybe one of the toddlers had already jumped in bed with us and um she comes over she's like all right you just hear like heels or whatever kind of shoe like doo, 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 doo. and she and it's dark and she's kind of like dressed up. She's like, all right, I'm heading out. All right, give me kids. Love you. Bye. All right, y'all be good. And I'm just like, uh, all right. And I didn't want to ask, like, where are you going again? <laughs> because she's going to be like, look at Google Calendar. I <laughs> even though the shit don't be in there. Sometimes it's not to the last minute. It's not even. It's like, well, I told you. I didn't have to put in everything, do I? <laughs> but then you show her, like, it's not there. Yeah. Fi- later in the, like, later that morning after we had breakfast and I woke up and I was like, oh, yeah. She went to church for the thing. But, um, like, they had uh, Tim Scott. Uh, I believe he's uh, uh, Senate, Tim Scott, Rep. Tim Scott. I believe so. Yeah, from like North Carolina, something like that. And he he gave a wonderful speech and a great talk. But yeah, man, um, those were trying times when they had everybody isolated. When you don't, it's like you're being gaslit, right? Constantly. When it's like, no, this is a brand new disease that we swear we, we got the PCR test to work on. We swear these tests really detect what it is, and we swear that Cuomo's doing the right thing. And we swear you won't get it if you take this jab. Yeah, and maybe three masks, maybe two. You know, uh, hey, it's just two weeks, y'all. It's just two weeks. And it just starts to mess with your head. It's like, did they just take away my freedom and my right to work? Like, my right to be productive and, and industrious and to 
contribute to the nation, you know, my community, the GDP, you know, like employ some people. Um, it's like gaslighting to the 10th fucking power. Dog. So it's funny you say that the way you phrased that last sentence about, uh, you know, being able to, to GDP, like create, you know, business, be productive, and be productive yeah. and, you know, contribute to your community there. I want to lead off with this video of your boy, Brandon. So he recently did an MSNBC interview. You've probably seen some clips of it over the, the well, weekend. He like kind of blanked out. Yeah. Okay. A couple of times. Right. Mm. So I have that one. I just wanted to play something from that uh, a little bit later. But this one is um, so I'll, I like starting with Brandon tweet. So this is his tweet from this morning. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, I'll give you my word as a Biden. It's not a joke. Prices at the pump are down for the second week in a row. And the most common price, and the most common price <laughs> in the U.S. is back down to three forty nine a gallon, folks. We're moving in the right direction. Not a joke. I give you my word as Biden. Yeah. So I, I really mean this, folks. He, he really mean. He'll say that when no one's even interrupting him. I mean that. No, really. no, no, no. Seriously, no. All jokes, all bullshit aside. <laughs> what if he just said that? Hey, when no, no, no. Square business, folks. All bullshit look, look, aside. Look, look, look. I'm gonna keep it a buck. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a hundo. No bullshit. All right. No, 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 Take no, this to no, the house. no. Juan Hunter. Juan Hunter. Like my boy Juan said, you know, we are gonna keep it Juan Hunter. Keep it Juan Hunter. So that's what he said this morning, right? And we've we've used AAA, and that's one of the best gas price uh, indicators for the national average. So as of today, the national average is three seventy five, right? If you scroll down a bit here, he talked about uh, what did he say? He 349 said three forty nine. He said three forty nine. He's Folks, off. He's off. This by, how you lie with statistics. He's off by about twenty five cents, which is a lot. Um, and then he said uh, for the second week in a row. So if you go back to just so his shit don't get fact checked. I mean, pfft, I don't. You don't want the White House picking up the phone, calling the propaganda machine with the blue bird. Not never. All right. Okay, then. Now, if we go to uh, a week ago, three eighty. So just from today, I mean, you're looking at a uh, ten cent difference. But if you go back a month, and he said two weeks ago it, it also had gone down. It's actually higher. It's actually about five cents higher than a month ago. So if you just read that and you retweeted it and you went to go tell your friends at the coffee shop that day, I mean, we're headed in the right direction, folks. I, I just, I challenge the left, I challenge the Democrats, I challenge the libs to own up, like just the people that voted for them and fell for the, I mean, it's not your fault. You got hit with like a trillion dollars worth of weapons grade persuasion. Like they had, I mean, if you look at the media as a propaganda machine, you might not see it like that at the moment. You, you still believe all the narratives, right? I wish they would just own up and admit and just be like, all right, we fucked up. Like, we kind of, this ain't our idea of liberalism or progressiveness or, like, for example, the people's trying to get crunk with uh, AOC. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, there's so many different factions of the left. You know, you got the Ilhan Omar crowd and, and so on. Well, those people that you just referenced, it said it's not your fault. I think those are the ones that are like waking up, going and protesting at people like AOC's. Like their her constituents are like, you voted for everything you said you were going to vote against, right? Like you're basically a mockery of whatever you said you were going to be. Those are the people that are like, fuck, we got duped. Well, yeah, some would argue that some of those people are just um, activists that have a specific cause where... AOC, like, I think some people were mad that she was spending money on Ukraine and they wanted her to be, like, anti-war. Yeah, she ran on being anti-war and then voted for every <laughs> bit of money that went to... And voted for war. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped the bomb on me, baby. You know that song, Rob? I don't, but I do. You dropped the bomb on... You don't know that song? I don't know that song. I do know I like your hoodie, though. Did you get that at the stadium, you son of a bee? You dropped... No, actually, I think my wife went to Academy. Hmm. Which, here we go. 
And I don't want to get Dean for this. <laughs> but Rob needs to know. I just heard that. Shout out to the Jewish media that owns. <laughs> I think I just heard that that beat on a on a Taylor Swift song. I feel like Taylor Swift also had her uh, catalog bought by the Jewish media. <laughs> <laughs> I think jo- she was mad at her manager Scooter Braun. Yes, I don't know how that works, but it's interesting that the reason I bring it up is because I like to talk in circles. I love it. <laughs> Makes for a good podcast. to tie it back to the Yay Cast. Uh, she went on this whole rant one time when she was like. I don't think it's fair, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't think it's right or fair for me as an artist and my art that, that Scooter Braun, I think her ex-manager, yes. manager, ha- somehow managed to sell her catalog off to this, uh, you know, almost like Vanguard, like, like in big investment. Right? Yeah, yeah, they just buying <laughs> assets. <laughs> they buying people's catalogs. And I think George Soros is one of the partners or investors. And she's like, I don't think it's cool. They didn't even reach out to me to speak to the investment, yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking to myself, well, Trick, you should have stayed. You should have went independent and could have owned your shit, and you wouldn't have to be worried about, hey, that's not fair. Why don't I own my shit? I never asked you about this, but it's so weird that you brought this up because she just released a new song. Did you see this? I heard she was laying in bed with a biological female. Yes, so who identifies as a man. The dude in the video. Well, do yeah, do that. <laughs> the dude. No, it's it is a dude in the video. The 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 the, the male attraction in the video is okay. a former biological woman. Uh-huh. Turned trans man. Got it. Uh, that's not really why I brought a trans it up. man who was able to give birth, perhaps. Yes, under certain circumstances. Right, because men can give birth. Men, with, men can get pregnant. Yes, with certain drugs. And don't let nobody tell you. Don't let none of these right wing conspiracy theorists tell you otherwise. <laughs> don't let them gaslight you and tell you that trans men aren't men <laughs> and can't get uh, have a period and get pregnant. There's so much to talk about just from over this weekend. I want to stay out the gulags, but go ahead. Well, it's way too late for that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. Re-education you. camp, uh, Chingo. She. Uh, said she when that all happened, she said she was going to reproduce her masters, right, or re-record oh, all of. So smart. How, so is that is that as simple as it sounds? You really go back and re-record with a new you know production company or whatever. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer, but that could be a workaround where it's no longer the initial. Um, it's no longer the recording. Yeah, if this is a new recording. Right, and maybe it might work for her only because. If she wrote the song, it gets a little tricky with like, well, who produced it? Who wrote it? Uh, like, what's right. their cut? And so on. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that too. But when you're dealing with these major labels, bro, they're going to have more lawyers than you always because yeah. they're using your money to pay for their legal fees. Your Taylor Swift is keeping the lights on at that, at that building and they are always going to have more lawyers than you, and they're going to use the money they owe you mm-hmm. on lawyers to be litigious against you, to, to, to sue you. And that's why everyone's always like, Chingo, why did you, bro, Capitol Records offered you the, you know, for everybody, Jay-Z, we had a meeting set up, Master P called, Diddy, why you, I was like, how the hell Diddy going to give me my masters? He didn't even own his. <laughs> how he going to give me something he don't even got? I'll wait. <laughs> and at the time you know i was thinking like okay this is my chance to like get my foot in the music business but he kept trying to 
promised stuff like we can put you on TV and I got all these reality shows. You know, and it's like, okay, is that in the contract or are we doing two different contracts? Because right. you promising me some shit. But anyway. Well, to go back to the Yaycast that you referenced from last week, uh, do you hear the news with Adidas? I just saw it on my way up up here. I did too. So I know you keep up with that stuff in particular more than probably I do, Kanye in general. Was he trying to get out of his deal before? Was it something that he wanted anyway? Or is it really just that they were in good working terms and then now Adidas is like, you're out? Well, they were not on the best terms because um, Adidas basically made bootleg Yeezy. Like they kind of like bit his designs. So, like his silhouette and stuff for his shoes? Yeah, like a lot of the sh- everything, a lot of the uh, R and what you would call like intellectual R&D. property. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just really, really borrowing heavily. Which is super disrespectful. You know, it's one thing if, uh, you know, Steve Madden is trying to copy your designs or, or Nike or somebody's biting. That's one type of lawsuit. But the fact that it's his own people, it reminds me a little bit of kind of how, like, Michael Jordan, the, um, the Jordans were in a Nike. But then there was this Jumpman brand that they kind of looked like Jordans, but, like, hybrid, Frankenstein, like, little cheaper materials. They were, like, a little bit cheaper. And that had its, um, I mean, some people got roasted for rocking the Jordans. Were those at Walmart? No, 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 no. The Jordans, are you serious? (laughs) I don't know, yeah. You know, the the Jumpman, not the Jordan ones. Like, Do they sell any Nikes at Walmart? No, but I don't know what Jumpman, I honestly don't know what Jumpman is. All right, so let me try to describe it better, man. Um... Let's say I just thought of Shaq shoes when you said Jumpman. Like, just like no, it shoe. was basically like a bootleg Jordan. Right, right, right. That's why I thought maybe they were yeah, like. So a- it, it's it's like um, let's say let's say Ford put out a Mustang, sure. right? And that's the Mustang. And pretend there was. It's a bad example because who who the fuck designed the Mustang? We don't know. And then all of a sudden they they cut you out of your Mustang royalties and say no, we put out the Pinto. And it's right. like, bro, it looks just like the fucking Mustang, but you're charging 20 grand less or whatever, 50 grand less. And it's like, yeah, but this is the Pinto. And it's like, you stole my designs, bro. You're not giving me my royalties. Right. So they already were on bad terms. Um, and I guess come to find out, Adidas cut all ties because he went DEFCON 3. And que mas? Oh, shout out to uh, Legendary Anomaly, Dream Rare. Mm-hmm. Man, I went down the rabbit hole recently. If he's been putting up these podcasts, have you seen any he's of them? He's got those? great, great. But have content. you seen the recent ones? The talking most about all this DEFCON 3 stuff? No. Everybody listening, bro. Don't press pause on us. When y'all done listening to us, first go, finish. Go get on YouTube <laughs> while the shit's still up. Okay. And he, dog, he, his take on a lot of that stuff. Holy shit. Like going deep into what were these, um, uh, Middle East peace deals really about the ones that Jared Kushner put together mm-hmm. and what came from that. And then Kanye had even said, Oh, Kanye even referenced Jared Kushner, uh, Trump's son in law, um, and those deals. He says, oh, Kanye said, I think Jared did them deals just for money. Mm-hmm. That was a money play. And Anomaly says some shit that also could have been somewhat similar and just like the double standards and hypocrisy. And uh, Anomaly pointed out, that DeSantis and Trump both signed, um, I guess, some bills or some something, some type of a uh, law legislation. Yeah, legislation. Thank you, sir. You know, big words <laughs> as, as buku syllables. That was about about uh, limiting free speech and tar- labeling certain types of speech anti-Semitic, which is like another form of hate speech or whatever. Right. right? So basically, 
it just kind of backs up a lot of what Kanye was saying. Mm-hmm. Like they have the ability to shut you down, shut you out, debank you, deplatform you, but you can't call out the fact. You know, like the data proven, like when Kanye says, many Jewish people control the music business. And it, and that could be considered anti-Semitic. Right. Depending they could be like, hey, it. Kanye, you shouldn't say that because that's a stereotype. And it's like, what? Have you not been in the music business? Right, right. Um, so what happens, you think, real quick, to, to wrap up the Kanye point? And shout out to all the money I made with my Jewish people, man. Shout out. You know and we'll continue about? to because, you know. People are people, and we support people. Yeah, we don't we don't do labels and all that. <laughs> we don't see color or anything. Yeah. A, which that could be considered <laughs> the Marxists hate when you say Oops. colorblind. They they have a they have a rebuttal for that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's they don't allow you to say, hey, I'm not racist. Hey, I they got don't. Al- re say that sentence again. They, they don't, don't allow, allow you? you to say. Uh, maybe that's the wrong word, but they don't. They don't uh, like when you say I'm colorblind. That's on their little talking point where they have a rebuttal for that. How would I look that up? Um, uh, let me see. Mar- uh, Marxist define a colorblind? Yeah. Try that. And they have a whole rebuttal that basically says like, well, unfortunately, you know, society is, is based on white supremacy and they always have the upper hand. And you're not, by saying you're colorblind and you don't see race, you're basically you know, white adjacent, you're upholding white supremacy. White adjacent. That's my favorite term, I think, of the last couple of months. Just my mother's pinches wocosos. I can't find anything on it. Oh, okay. I, I do want to look into that, though. Well, I'll, I'll find a screenshot or something in my phone. Colorblind racism. Dude, uh, Saul and I were kind of talking about this yesterday. Oh, to put a pin in it, though, what happens to Kanye? Does he go fully independent? He just fucking keeps doubling down and... Yeah, what I, uh, Marisol sent me the screenshot. Basically, what I said is this. Uh, I said he's going to have to open up his own factory. And what was the other thing I had told her? Dude, imagine uh, he he uses Jocko, all of Jocko's infrastructure with a Legion. Uh, was it Le- No, what's his brand? Uh, Origin. Origin, sorry. And uh, starts making like Yeezy Origins. Well, he had talked about buying like the, um, was it SAS in San Antonio? Or there was some other like little brand that he was like, oh, that shit's for sale. Really? Yeah. SAS, that's fine. I'm not sure if it was SAS or but something. But still, yeah, okay. But yeah. Those foam shoes, those chanclas that he makes, mm-hmm. those are 3D printed. Yeah. He says they, you buy the machine and it cranks out a pair like boom, boom. They're just falling out. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Here's what she sent me the thing. And I said, so now they will, uh, they will, damn, that's a big ass typo. So now they will continue to bootleg Yay Designs and he will have to open his own factory. Hmm. That's what you told myself. That's what I told her. Yeah, he's going to open up his own factory, and now there's going to be that whole litigation behind. Can you still sell bootleg versions? Uh, it's almost like when a famous rapper dies, and then whoever owns their shit is able to continue to monetize off some shit when they're not when they're even when they're no longer there. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? I yes. don't know. Bad metaphor. Probably. No, no, no. I, I actually wanted to bring this up uh, since we're talking about manufacturing, and you know. That was one of Trump's big things, right? Bring manufacturing back to the States and whatnot. Bring jobs back here, America first. The whole thing. We've talked about it for almost shore side, two really years. Shore, shore side. side. We've talked about it for almost two years. The origin story, because um, you have, did you get origin boots or a gi or something? Uh, yeah, I yeah. got orange origin boots. Um, mm-hmm. How do you like them? 
They're dope. Yeah. I, I really like them. They're actually uh, super comfortable. Yeah. I, so there's a, a channel that um, they do a bunch of reviews on g- goods like that, leather boots, like US made stuff and whatever. But they had this whole video on, uh, so it's titled Joe Rogan's Favorite Boots Cut in Half. So they cut the boot in half and they literally, it's a 20 minute video. It's the most interesting fucking video on a pair of boots I've ever seen. Do you know the, the history of Origin and Jocko and all that? I know we've kind of talked about it, but I, there's a clip in here about it if you want to watch it sure it's super interesting we uh, we support american manufacturing and hard-working americans yeah and this is just so fascinating on the, on the back of you saying that and before you play this um just to contextualize you know jocko willink obviously ex-navy seal author podcaster all around badass motherfucker could kill you by eighty-seven thousand ways right right now contrast mr discipline equals freedom Fucking hardcore, wake up before a.m., workout, bust your ass. Contrast that, that ethos and those values with victimization, you on TikTok, you complaining, you don't know the value of the dollar, you don't know how to be industrious, you don't know how to roll up your sleeves. Like, our school system, which is so fucked up, is making little social justice warriors that don't know how to add or read, and the lockdowns made shit worse. And now, if everybody, if more people were like Jocko, we'd have more factories, more businesses, and bring more jobs shoreside. Dude, the Red Pill Blend is going to put us on point. We are so on point because the video I'm going to play after this is going to lead right into what you just said about what Joe Breezy said about business owners, PPP versus school loans and school loan forgiveness. Two words, folks. Two words, folks. Made in America. Fucking I give you my word as a Biden. Means Joe Rogan is friends with Jocko, a former Navy SEAL and part owner of origin usa or origin maine but the thing that seems to really resonate with these guys like jocko and joe is that origin made the name for themselves by making products in the united states with the goal of truly bringing back the manufacturing prowess to the united states but not this typical thing where it's made the united states where they import tons of parts and even like uppers and different components from all across the world then assemble them in the united states Origin has the goal of sourcing everything from the United States, making it in the United States, and everything that can be done and sourced from the US is done with this boot. That's the goal. But it wasn't the boots that caught their eye, it was the geese because Joe Rogan, Jocko, and Pete are all Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belts, and the geese are really what started Origin. So to give you a quick history from how we started at geese all the way up to making the most American-made boots, it all started in 2011 when the company was founded by the mastermind kind of behind the scenes of all this is Pete Roberts. He started importing origin design Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu geese. And then quickly in 2012, the decision was made to build products on an American supply chain without any compromises. But there was one big problem and I'll just let Jocko describe this because he describes it a lot better and with a lot more enthusiasm and a whole lot more muscle than me. They can't be made here. And guess this what? This is specific to geese? Specific. Can't be made They can't here. be made here. And it was actually pretty true. We said, no, actually they, they can't be made here and we're making them here. My buddy Pete, there was one loom. You know what a loom is? Yeah. It's, it's this big thing that's got like 8 billion parts to it. He wanted to get a loom because he realized that the only way you could get material for a gi was to weave it yourself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you had to buy it from China or Pakistan. So he goes up to Lewiston, Maine. There's a 500,000 square foot abandoned factory. It has one loom in it. Rusty. Hasn't been used in 30 years. Him and his buddies, they went and dragged this thing out of this factory. They brought it into this little factory that he had built himself out in the middle of the woods and started taking apart this loom and reassembling it and started weaving 
weaving material and making geese. So by 2014, they had that fired up and the 30 years after they never made was the American pearl weave. And then by 2017, they moved to a 20,000 square foot factory and expanded operations. By 20, that's why those geese are so expensive too. That American pearl weave that you have to make the way that they're making it there. No one else makes it. They expanded from geese to start developing uh, denim jeans. By January of 2019, development began on the footwear. By October 2019, production begins on the leather boots to make boots with as many U.S. materials as, and components as possible. But by March 2020, production came to a screeching halt because of the team switched to making masks because of the pandemic. And then unfortunately in May 2020, the Tasman Tannery in Heartland shut down. They shut their doors completely and stopped production. And this was a, a fairly large tannery in the United States, one of the only probably under 10 tanneries, and they completely shut down. It was a tannery I used to buy leather Less from, than 10 in a the lot whole of the other companies did, and that's where Origin bought all their leather from. And that's an important part of the story. These cornerstone manufacturing of raw materials are slowly shutting down in the U.S., but Origin Pause started working quick. with Seidel. Because the globalists from the Uniparty, right, the Purple Party, globalists from both sides, they were like, hey, this we're going to be a global village and we're going to fatten up our pockets and China's cutting deals. And, you know, we got to help them, folks. They're not going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. Yeah. And now you got these social justice warrior kids, these activist teachers, these teachers unions are radical as fuck. And we ain't got no more manufacturing, no more jobs, no more factories, no more looms. All this um, information and knowledge and tradition it's gone. Yeah. When people think of, of Japan, they'd be thinking like, oh, man, you know, these motherfuckers. Oh, that's like, dude, those are artisans. Or like even Mexico. Like, dude, these are handmade in wherever, India. Yeah. Like people be like, dude, these are from fucking, <laughs> you know, dude, this is German engineering. Why the fuck we over here, we over here talking about uh, uh, German engineering. And boy, the Japanese sure do know how to make... Americans are capable of greatness as well. We had this not too long ago. Look, that tanning company right there in Milwaukee established in 1945. And then little by little, they start sending the looms. They start cutting the jobs, shipping out all the factories, uh, even like a bunch of Tahoes and like General Motors stuff. Mm -hmm. That shit ain't in Detroit no more. Detroit <laughs> looked crazy. All that shit made in probably like Saltillo, yeah. Coahuila or something. Uh, shout out to all my people out there. <laughs> and fast forward. People all of a sudden are so surprised that middle America and people want to be America first and they're tired of being gaslit and, and they want to make you feel bad for having family values and for having a nuclear family and they want to call you names if you don't want to date a trans woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I don't know where and, you're going with that And one. here we are. Twenty. It's just a bunch of fuckery afoot. It's 2022 and these people need to be revered more. Like, these people need more attention. Obviously, Jocko and Origin, I mean, they're they're known. Yeah. But there needs to be more people like this that are willing to take risks and invest in America so that it can be great the way Detroit used to be. Yeah. We can have some factories. Like, my grandfather used to work in Detroit. Oh, wow. Uh, for a little while. And, uh, I mean, I have family in Kansas City and, and obviously Texas, but, it, you know, it was back and forth. Oh, war popping off mm -hmm. or... You know, shit get maybe it's Great Depression. It's like fuck it, we might as well be poor in Mexico than be poor over here, right? Or what have you. But um, anyway, go on. L, which is another really great tannery in the United States, where who makes the majority of our leather for our products. 
By July 2020, boot production resumes. And then by 2021, it's the first full uninterrupted year of producing footwear. Also in 2020, the company purchases two apparel facilities in North Carolina to expand their capacity. By November 2021, they launch a composite safety toe version, safety toe version of these boots. And then fast forward to this month that I'm recording this, September 2022, they just purchased a bunch of assets to begin looking at making Goodyear welted products and expanding their, their facility and, and capabilities. So a fairly short history for Origin, but a very intense and very motivated and very meaningful purpose behind the brand of Origin. But that really cool story and the history only means so much if... Can you imagine if there was more legislation and incentives and um, because things could go either two ways. One way is they get forced to have to relocate factories and do business elsewhere if local politics you know with regulations and you know taxes and a lack of incentives my point is more of our punk ass politicians who are more worried on how they're gonna make some side money and how they're gonna get reelected, right if more of these politicians or whoever makes makes it more um business friendly mm. for folks like these people like, where are their grants? You know, maybe they have some. I don't know. But like incentives to, hey, we like what you're doing. We want to incentivize people like you. We want to help keep you afloat. Instead, what they do? Shut down the country. Shut down the jobs over the motherfucking goddamn flu demic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, I think that was it about the story. The product's we'll... not a good product. And so that's really what we're trying to determine with this video. So let's start analyzing the materials, starting with the leather first. So this leather is a okay, whack. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was the history portion of it. But this whole video in general is really fascinating. So the origin product itself, there's only, there's literally like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just guessing. I think there was like 87 pieces to this boot, right, in the manufacturing process. And there's only one of all those, let's just say 87, that is not sourced in the United States. And it's this one piece that they, for whatever reason, can't get that material here. They can't produce it in large quantities. So... Of all the boots, they're literally the only one. So I think uh, they, they compared like Wolverine, Thursday Boots, and a couple of other brands. And it's like, you know, 70% U.S. made, like 87%. But they're like 99.9% U.S. made. Yeah, so the customer, too, has to be willing to, you know, be proud to, to pay. Proud yeah. to pay for this. There's a premium, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's really artisan, like handcrafted, American-made. And um, I was going to say, hold on real quick. Um you know, it's it's very impressive what they got going. I mean, they they put out hoodies. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I they went, got pants and stuff. I yeah, think. jeans. Yeah. I went down the rabbit hole like on their vlog. It might have been last year around Christmas time. And uh, somebody, hey, hey babe, I like these pants. Yeah, somebody wore Origin gi. The the dude I was uh, drilling with, mm -hmm. he had on the Origin gi. I was mm -hmm. like, man, that's a bad motherfucking gi. Boy. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, but if you guys want to look it up, go. It's Joe Rogan's favorite boot, uh, cut in half, uh, Origin boots. By I just um, remember. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. finish, finish. Thing. By Rose, uh, Rose Anvil is the YouTube channel. So what I was gonna say is this, right? I had a Brandon moment. Is you know that marijuana is strong as shit. Uh, shout out to the plug. Uh, what I was gonna say is this: not only when you look at Origin boots, it's not just their balance sheet, their employees, their profit line, right? It's not just their assets and the community and the jobs and, and that they're able to stimulate. It's also, it could potentially be an industry. Imagine mm -hmm. if Rob wanted to get into tanning leather, right? Like, Hey, if I, if I get my own tannery, maybe in five years, I'll have this many accounts and, uh, more of those types of jobs and looms and all that shit is coming home. And the consumer 
let's just say the consumer is now more interested in, you know what, I'd rather spend another extra 20 bucks instead of getting the cheap shit that's made in China off the academy shelf yeah. or whatever. It could be a whole industry, like somebody else might make the tool for the rivets. Is that the word? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the fucking laces or somebody's in the lace game. Somebody's in the loom repair. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody makes soles. Somebody sources leather. The, the, the nails for the soles. All right? that shit. So, yeah. Um, so this is kind of, you know, off subject, on subject, but just man, business shipping, cause we talk about business all the time, all kinds of different business, uh, endeavors. It's always been so fascinating. And soul told me when y'all were at the Astros game that she had met somebody who mm -hmm. owns a business like I used to own. Yeah. And when, when I had that facility, that crowd therapy facility, or you have any business, like your entertainment business is business. This podcast business is a business for somebody to exchange. Let's just say a $20 bill, right? Uh, I think the, the first visit at our facility was 20 bucks to try out the cryo and, and whatever. So for somebody to take out 20 bucks and exchange it for a service or a product or whatever it is, that whole, ex that, that cycle of using your monetary, you know, gains as a means of circulating in your community mm -hmm. is really, really in, like, it, it was always fascinating to me. Like, you mean you could create something so good that people want to give away their dollars mm -hmm, for in mm -hmm, exchange for. Mm -hmm. And the problem that I'm seeing as of late, of the last couple of years, is that not enough people want to make anything worthy of an exchange for that money. They just want the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's a bummer. And that's what I'm going to queue up this video from Brandon. But what were you going to say? Oh, no. I was going to say shout out to the uh, Turkey Leg Hut, uh, Lynn and uh, his wife. Bro, I went down the rabbit hole of uh, TLH Garage, like all the Turkey Leg Hut vlogs and all that. When they brought two chains to the hood mm -hmm. or or were they were they over there with Kevin Hart in the green room comparing cars and shit and uh, I mean talk about being industrious like right before we moved here um they like the turkey leg hunt ain't been around all, all that long yeah right I think it might only be about five six years or something they just started at the rodeo and they were shuttling people and they decided to sell some set up a little pit have some snacks and turkey legs and stuff and next thing you know people were getting in line for the turkey legs not they, they weren't even there to be shuttled after the rodeo was over people still in line for these damn turkey legs long story short bro he's able to um lynn he's really into cars right so he's able to like beat dj envy at this like New York versus Texas or whatever car show. Oh yeah. Uh at he, Envy's own show. Yeah, he was going tick for tack with like Rick Ross, like with the Hot Wheels cars. Like <laughs> he was like, bro, we spent seventeen thousand dollars on gas, you know, um to to transport. It was like or twenty one thousand on gas, seventeen trailers, forty three cars, yada yada. And then he's going tick for tack with Kevin Hart. Wow. And Kevin Hart with his Barracuda and his this and his GT and it's like you done, Kevin? He's like, and he says, I sell turkey legs for a living. And he keeps showing him more, I sell turkey legs for a living. <laughs> and he's showing him, oh, he's like, oh, this is my wife's Rolls Royce. And this is her Mercedes and thas, yeah. thas, thas. And I just love the idea of like, I sell turkey legs for a living. That you is know? cool, yeah. And that's why I was practicing my carne isada bowls <laughs> last night. Uh, like that family told me a while back uh, that they have, um, it was like they brought, was it pollo arroz, you know, from like a different angle to a restaurant where they do like is it pollo arroz or was it something else you're killing me rob i have no idea i need more content you don't i don't know it was just like pollo arroz yeah i think Brought it was it where they they have like a bunch of restaurants oh god yeah think. yeah acp acp yeah so maybe i want to ask russell from gringos if he has anything that's similar to that uh -huh. because that you're right man that's a fascinating story of 
and I'll give you the the 20 second. I didn't know what you were talking about. I, I, I got it wrong, to be honest. You're it was like, arroz con pollo, not pollo con arroz. Yeah, you're like, the family with the pollo. And I'm like, where? Well, how many rice and chicken families do you know? Yeah, but not they're not yeah, even no, in Texas. Right. Basically, a dude from this little town in, in um, Jalisco got a job working at like a little Mexican restaurant catering to gringos uh taste buds right so like a lot of cheese and the mouthfeel and like not a lot of complicated ingredients we're not going straight fucking dafe on that ass and uh almost like when you hear about chinese food and made in america it's like oh that's not even chinese bro mm-hmm. like we don't eat fucking because mexicans cooking. are cooking it back there or what no 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 no. it's basically mexicans being hired to cook someone else's recipes right 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 um and you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of like Chinese people that like in China, they don't eat fortune cookies. Right. In China, they don't. That's an American made, like like some Taco Bell shit, right? Yeah. So so basically this one gentleman went off on his own and started hiring people from that little town in Jalisco. And then they they opened up one in Georgia, then one in North Carolina. And then yeah, that's somebody franchises over here. Somebody franchises in Florida. And I know one of the owners uh, where they work at the West Palm Beach location. And sometimes he'll be at our North Carolina show. Just because he's in the area? Because they, they back and forth. Yeah. They, he's like, my uncle got a spot over there. He's like, my uncle's own Los Azteca restaurants in uh, the North Pacific Northwest. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you're ever in Seattle, they all know about Azteca. And um, But the closest thing I could reference that to in Texas is Gringos, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of a little bit more like you have a lot of white clientele, and it's very Tex-Mex. And what I'm most fascinated about in these situations is like whether I'm at Turkey Leg Hut or I'm at Gringo's or I'm at wherever is the system of like, how did y'all arrive at this menu? Yeah. Like, why did y'all choose these? And were there any menus that couldn't stay? Like, nah, that dessert was too complicated. This got too difficult to source. Like pretty soon Lynn might have to open up a turkey le- a turkey farm. Really? Be- yeah. To, to get his own, I mean, they, his own turkeys? They're, they're buying, uh, they already got the land and the pond and the fish and all, just <clears throat> to live and mm-hmm. stuff. But that's awesome. to work around supply chain issues. Yep. Can you imagine if you're the turkey leg hut and there's a shortage on turkeys? There was a story about this that I didn't bring up probably about a month ago of, of another, I don't know what company it was, but they had to do the same thing. They had to they had to basically start from ground up their own farm. I think it was a chicken farm or something because the, the federal government was under control of so much of the livestock, right, that they needed. I don't know if it was chicken or what it was, but they're like, we got to do this shit on our own. Like, we have to have our own farm, our own, uh, you know, system or whatever. Because a lot of uh, people might not even know this, but a lot of, um, I think it was chickens, had to get put down, right? E- euthanized or whatever. Yeah, or it might have been cattle, but they had to, because of, like, supply chains being shut down, they had too many or they had gone too had big heard. or something like that. And they had to just, that's it. Threw them basically out. Yeah. Like waste. Juan Big Stoner might know because he's really into economics. But there's a lot of instances where the federal government, USDA or whoever, Department, Ministry of Agriculture. Department, yeah, Ministry of Agriculture. Where basically they're able to regulate. And there's different instances where they can come in and be like, you got to slow down with your beef production, bro. Like, I know you're about to sell that calf and process it. But you have, it has to get more mature and you have, it's like they're price manipulating. Mm -hmm. They're manipulating the supply and demand in order to try to regulate a certain type of price. And um, when I was saying, um, damn, because I, oh, when I said, when I jokingly said Ministry of Agriculture, Georgia Maloney from Italia, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. new prime minister. Yes. She renamed a lot of the ministries, aka departments. She was like, this isn't the Department of Energy or whatever, or fuel. She's like, this is the Department of Energy and 
energy security. So she's like reframing things, meaning it's not just about where we're going to get our gas from. It's this is fucking national security. Like we got to have our own shit. And yeah. That's why Germany and Great Britain, they going through it with their energy bills. And meanwhile, China building up coal factories and, yeah. and nuclear and all this shit every motherfucking week. They cranking them out. Over here, it's like, oh, regulations, and maybe in three years, you might be able to start. So this prompts this video perfectly. Uh, let me cue it up for you. This was uh, Brandon. It's so funny. Look at the backdrop, too, to this video. Whoops. <clears throat> hey, like Democrats for hey, a better folks. America. Hey, folks. No, no, no. no, no, no bu- all bullshit aside. <laughs> Square business. I'm keeping a buck. Those are going to be the drops. Let me see. The program where a lot of people, the PPP program, to get money back if their business were in trouble... Well, you have, I think it's four or five Republicans were published in the, in the, in the print, in the paper, who range, got from $2.1 million relief to $187 million. I forget the exact number. I bet the for, last part's uh, the best. They made no apologies for that. They thought it's okay for them to get that relief for their business. But you breaking your neck and getting caught in the middle of a crisis, you can't get any relief for the debt. And guess who's going to grow the economy more? An educated public or those guys? <laughs> folks, look. The Can you believe he said folks, that? Folks, look. Can you believe... Who... I, I got to replay that last part again because it's so aggravating. Getting the relief for the debt. And guess who's going to grow the economy more? An educated public or those guys? First of all, the public ain't educated. No. And the media covers for these these people yeah these adults put it nice that are in charge the media covers for them with lies and propaganda and media spin and hoaxes and assigning people's an opinion they don't want an educated public this is a whole mischaracterization and he referenced republicans that got ppp loans right mm-hmm. okay well you 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 got to go on a case-by-case basis. If Marjorie Taylor Greene owns a construction company and she ran it and still runs it and has employees, and if she has an actual like case for PPP loan during the shutdown, the government lockdowns, then who's to say she don't deserve it if she really qualifies? Yeah. But they're using it, just cherry-picking that data point and creating this whole narrative by saying, hey, Come on, folks. We're going to grow the economy. Hey, well, you were handed a fucking great economy, sir. Oh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'll pull that up too. But in the meantime, um, when it comes to who's going to run, you know... Who- Let me reach that sound effect machine, Big Dot. Can I get a sound... Can I, Would I be able to set up my sound deck by I, me? I could I could set it up. I could, Yeah, I could do okay, it for you. Go on. You want to do that? Because I want to... Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to hit him with some... Come on, man. I want to spice it up. Go on. I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's no, fine. Actually, here's the the image I wanted to show you. Mm-hmm. I saw that one. Saw, yeah, I think I somebody got that tweeted screenshot. it. Yeah, they tweeted it to him at, under under that video. Goofy. Oh, goofy. All right, check it out. How it started. Inflation rate was one point four percent. That was the last day under Trump. Then uh, how today it's going? Yeah, it's going. It's how it's going today under Biden. Inflation rate is now eight point three. Uh, gas prices were at two point three nine. Uh, two dollars thirty nine cents. Now three dollars and seventy six cents. Uh, thirty year mortgage rates were two point six five percent. Now seven point oh eight, and on and on. Average yeah. rent used to be sixteen hundred twenty five. Now it's two thousand thirty nine. Uh, electricity is up 
from 1.5 all the way up to 15.8. Groceries were 3.7% price increase to 13.5. And again, on and on, right? Stock market, on and on and on. And somebody replied to it. um, Oh, source, Trump land. (laughs) So that's either a troll or a bot. Yeah, yeah, it's bots, bro. Yeah. It's bots. Um, I saw Gina Carano was trending. Oh, yeah? Did you see the movie on Daily Wire? Uh, Daily Wire, where she's like on well, I forget the name, but Cowboy oh, Cerrone, the, the Prairie one. Yeah, I did, did you not. see it? No, is it good? <sighs> it was intense. We had to turn it off. What? Yeah, um, and this is the reason. Because <laughs> Rob jumped to conclusions. What you pussy? <laughs> Fuck you. Turn f- pausing it. Horses and guns make us scared. Nah, bro. See, you ain't seen it, so you don't know. You're right. So. I don't know if it was purposely written to be like kind of pro Second Amendment and like pro mother, obviously, because she's a very strong character and they're living in this really rough time period. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's starting the situation that she was going through in this little cabin in the winter. They had some unexpected guests and um, she had a newborn baby that's crying. She's got her shotgun, all this stuff, her little teenage boy, and shit's about to hit the fan. And Marisol is like, this is getting like real stressful. Because when you, when you, when you watch movies, you're in that environment, you know, you, you, it's fake, right? It's yeah. kind of like, dude, it's VR. You're not really on the top of a skyscraper. Suspension like, of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. It's, you know, it's like you're in a haunted house. Like, we know it's not real, but you're fucking adrenaline, serotonin, not serotonin. What's that? Uh, what's Dopamine? the stress? No. Oh, stress uh, cortisol. Your cortisol levels are going up. Your adrenaline is going up. And you're placing yourself in that environment because there's, you know, the sounds and the, the winter and there's just the, it cuts to a very quiet, silent scene. And, yeah. And the shit that Gina Carano's character is having to go through. And Cowboy Cerrone's in, he ain't home. And the little boy sat in front of the people. He, Pa went to town. And it's like, oh shit. The director, bro. I haven't seen a movie like that in a long time where you got these um long shots and the way the, they're building the suspense. And just like with the acting and the tension is, the tension gets thick to the point where we're like, Let's watch something funny. So we watched Veep, <laughs> which was very funny. Though. Is it? I love Louis Hilarious. Ju- uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. It's kind of like The Office, but making fun of politics. So it's like, That's oh, great. there was a school shooting, and it's like Muslim or white guy. And it's like, we don't know yet. It's like, oh, fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. Like all the shit that they're doing, yeah. like the speech writer and all this shit. So I have the, the I actually reached out to the director of the, the movie, the Daily Wire director. Nice. Yeah, so he's down to do the podcast. Okay. Yeah, so. Did you just do that right now? I had we were talking. No, I done it before. (laughs) He's down to do the podcast. Donnie heard you talk about it, raving about it. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that you finish the movie. Oh, now we have to watch it because we have to finish it because. See, I didn't know what Rob just said. I'm I wasn't kissing ass to the director just because. No, I I had totally forgot that. I literally was in my head thinking, okay, this motherfucking director knows about Alfred Hitchcock. There was some like, there was some cinematography shit going on with the way. The story was building up. It's like, oh my God, she's going out to get eggs from the fucking chicken coop. No, hey, watch your sister. It's like, ah, what's going on? Like, oh, I'll carry the baby. What's going on? Like, it was just building up and building up. It's like, oh, I'll make you guys breakfast. I was like, bro, just fucking hurry up. 
and the director was definitely building up the tension. That's awesome. Yeah, Terror on the Prairie, if you guys uh, haven't seen it. Or, it, I mean, if you're not subscribed to the Daily Wire Plus, they have a, I've said this tons of times. They have great content. Did you guys watch the uh, Candace Owens doc? We can get into it on the next episode. I was just curious. Did I what now? Watch the Candace Owens doc. Um, the, the BLM. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you? No, not yet. Okay. You're slacking, big dog. I know. I have been watching Astros, bro. That's true. Has shout out World Series bound. Yeah. Uh, so let's shift over. We've got about five minutes left. We're going to answer everyone's questions throughout the week. Don't worry. We're going to get to all of the great debates and all of the RPT questions. So I'm going to scroll back a little bit for people that were like, you didn't answer them last week. Well, yeah, Rob should have cut me off. Y'all need to be mad at Rob <laughs> for letting me be long-winded. It's so good sometimes. It's your fault, Rob. You got, it is it's absolutely my fault. Your fault. I'll talk too much. Got to try to guide the ship. Right. But Matt Dog asks, what are your thoughts on Pfizer admitting that they never tested of the vaccine you're the jab (laughs) (laughs) that was the most 2022 thing right there uh they admitted that they never tested it for spread stoppage yeah right yeah 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 you wouldn't get it i i just can't even wrap my brain like we have a political podcast and i can't even just wrap my brain to like understand what how was that never framed in a way where they asked that also is what i was curious about how did it come out? How were they forced to admit? They, uh, I forgot what the, how they phrased the question, but they basically asked him in a way that I guess hadn't been asked. So if, if I always tell Don or anybody this, like, don't give them more information than they ask, right? So two years later, I guess nobody had framed it in this way that they didn't have any, they, it wasn't warranted for them to be like, oh no, by the way, we didn't test it for this specific thing during this specific time. No. Yeah, it's like uh, everybody from Fauci saying, oh, I didn't have nothing to do with school closures. And Dr. Burks putting out her book was like, yeah, you know, I had to fudge the data because I couldn't afford these Trumpies. Like these government bureaucrats that are partisan. I mean, yeah, it's getting windy out here, Houston. It's I mean, between, between, you know, Merrick Garland, how the DOJ goes about things, which uh, I saw them call out like a Chinese uh, spy or something. Oh, I actually, uh, you you had been hearing about this Chinese police on U.S. soil. Oh, the Chinese, right? Trying yeah. to harass, like harass and ruin the lives of like dissidents, like right. Chinese people who live over Defectors, here now. Defectors, right? Defectors, yeah. And everything from sending their nephew, like the son of the friend over here to talk to the nephew. And, and the only way this could get resolved. Anyway, Mary Garland actually address that so i'm kind of like okay what's that about mm-hmm. but the way like everyone is so partisan bro like from the the alphabet boys the doj yeah and and now you know this type of shit bro uh we'll do one more on this episode here el dorado i believe it's laura asks uh have you guys decided on oh this was it on the year-end podcast question mark i think it would be cool if y'all gave your takes now from a uh, from a f- from the few first shows changes in opinions things y'all got right i am watching old shows and was wondering anyways just a thought that's really thanks for going back to the archives by the way to listening to be, because i think a lot of the content is evergreen where even though we talked about things going on at the time like this podcast there was a lot of just like current events and things that could be listened to a year from now and still be relevant to the time a year from now but that is an idea to, to go back and maybe see if you uh have changed opinions or, or whatever we need all the agents of the thea to be associate producers and uh what's that crowd crowdsource yeah crowdsource like if you're like hey i, f- I was watching episode number 231 or i remember the first episode you had predicted these things yeah that would help us a lot because um Although that's a great idea, that sounds like a whole lot more work <laughs> on Rob's 
plate. Uh, Juan B. Stoner had, had, this is from the other day on the Discord, I think he had said, oh, we were just kind of talking you know, periodically, people would be like, what did we do before the server, right? Or what did we do before RPT, basically, right? And I think Juan B. Stoner was like, I don't know, but it took me way too long to jump in, right? To, to be a member of the Patreon and the member Juan B. Stoner? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He wasn't, I think he joined this year, like early, beginning of this year. Okay. Beginning of 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was in there at all in 2021, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. And it's just, it's that's the kind of thing where like, it's so cool to see that like, they like the content. They decided to use their hard-earned money to pay for premium extra content for the week, and then they join this Discord where you get all these now two hundred and you know thirty, forty people in there. It's a small but mighty group. Like, what's a two hundred seater venue off the top of your head? Are any of the improvs around that size? That are, no, no, no. That had to be like like Zany Chicago, okay, or something, or, or or Nashville. I think Zany's Nashville is a smaller Maybe. one. But every time I, I jump into the Discord, I'm like, we have a small but mighty like comedy venue here. That's like they know what's up. They get along for the most part, and they help us fucking grow the show. So kind of say that to say this, be a force multiplier, because it's around midterm times, and this kind of content isn't necessarily being pushed up. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Sil, who went to the Robstown Trump rally and wore some Chingo merch. What up? So yeah, and I'm actually going on this bus tour. We're hitting up McAllen. We're hitting up San Antonio and Houston, doing uh, going up there talking shit Mm -hmm. with, with, you know, the political folk. And um, I... I'm pretty sure, like, it's damn near sold out or something like that. Badass. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to being myself up there, talking shit, being funny, and giving the disclaimer. Cool. Everything I'm about to say don't represent the organizations. There, what is, what is the, the caveat? Like, everything I say are my own opinions or my opinions and no one else's kind of thing? Yeah, that way I can go in and be like, hey, is this a, f- a First Amendment safe space? Because yeah. I'm going to say some shit yeah. that... Oh, <laughs> so hey, if anybody wants to cancel me, you might want to attend those and take notes. Uh, all right, so where can everybody catch you if they're not going to catch you on this bus tour? Uh, Addison Improv, November 4th through the 6th. Get your tickets now, chingobling.com. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and being a force multiplier. Don't forget midterm elections around the corner. You got to let these people know, bro. We ain't forgot about your little lockdowns, your defund the police, and all this whoop de whoop type of shit y'all putting in these uh, educational systems. No time out. See you tomorrow. See ya. Sass. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.